Hello, Crit Heads, and welcome to a special episode of Crit Out of Luck. So, while listening to our campaign, the last song of Arcadia, you may be feeling as if you are missing some context in relation to our heroes, and you're right. Our current campaign is a sequel of sorts to a run we did of the popular 5e module Curse of Strahd. That campaign was so successful that we decided to record our next one and share it with all you wonderful people. The only catch was, a few episodes in, we realized it was nearly impossible to play our new campaign without making references to some beloved NPCs or emotionally important events from our Strahd run. So, what we are going to do is give a quick recap of our adventure through Barovia to give you all a bit of context about how the events beyond the mists helped shape our heroes into who they are now. Obviously, some spoilers for Curse of Strahd are on the way, so if that is something you would rather avoid, you may want to skip this one. We hope you enjoy! Our story begins with two familiar heroes. Saren, a shadowy ascetic from a monastery at the top of the world. And Suri, a sheltered noble who snuck away from her home to seek her own adventure like in the story she read. And two unfamiliar faces, though perhaps not as unknown as you might think. There was an old acquaintance of Kishak, Dwarik, a dwarf who hunted creatures of the night, ranging in service of the goddess Sianin. And Hyros, an endlessly cheery woodsman and father to Alcyone, from whom she learned her love of storytelling. These four found themselves trapped in the strange and dour realm of Barovia. After having their fortunes read by the mysterious and all-seeing Madame Ava, the party learned that in order to escape the walls of mist that surround the valley, they must defeat the villainous Count Strahd von Zarovich and break his dark hold upon the land. Aiding them in this quest, Madame Ava read in her Taroka cards the locations of powerful artifacts and allies to give the party the strength required to defeat the Count. Their dark futures read, the party set off to the aptly named Village of Barovia. It was here they met their first allies in an otherwise unhospitable world. Ismark, the kind yet troubled son of the former village burgomaster, and his sister, Irina. Lively and beautiful, Irina radiated a brightness that clashed with the dark world around her. For nights on end, the sibling's home had been besieged by monsters, and the two were in need of escort out of the village. Ismark now desperate to get Arena somewhere more secure. The party agreed and set off for the town of Velaki. Arriving in Velaki, however, it seemed that danger had followed them. Arena was visited in the night by none other than the Count himself. Strahd was hunting her, and though no one could be sure exactly why, two things were certain. She would not be safe, and the party would never be free unless Strahd was taken down. This is Golden Mind. The party started undertakings to weaken Strahd's minions and strengthen the hearts of the Barovian people. They battled druids who worship Strahd, reclaiming the magic gems the druids had stolen, one of three gems used to grow grapes and make vine in the cursed and barren Barovian soil. They navigated the complicated political landscape between the inept burgomaster and his sinister rivals. They accepted dinner invitation after dinner invitation from increasingly strange and dangerous hosts. But through it all, including some very close calls, our heroes triumphed. Things were going well. The shock of being trapped had worn off. They had some victories under their belts, and they were in the good graces of the townsfolk. This revelry, however, would not last long. 
One evening, the heroes were horrified to hear screams cutting through the air and bright orange flames illuminating the gray mists of the sky. Racing to the center of town, they found the church engulfed in flame, bodies littering the ground. Dancing before the fire were three monstrous vampire spawn, Strahd's brides. Attempting to battle the brides, it quickly became apparent the four were outmatched. Before final blows could be struck, a voice rang like a thunderclap through the air, calling off the spawn. It was here, before the burning embers of the church, that the party first laid eyes on their enemy, Count Strahd von Zarovich. You have delivered her to me, he said, revealing the captured Irina. And for this, I thank you. Strahd vanished with Irina, leaving the party in defeat. With Ismark perished in the fire, the four were now Irina's only hope of rescue. But they knew, from the countless mistakes of others before them, that a small band alone would not be enough to destroy Strahd. With this in mind, the four began to assemble a band of allies. Rudolf van Richten, legendary monster hunter. Though he initially hid his identity, he revealed himself and pledged his experience and aid to the party once they proved themselves at the church that evening. The Modokovs. Danica and Irwin's Blue Water Inn became a home base for our party, a safe haven that was the closest thing to a home they could find in the dark, dangerous land of Barovia. Or in some cases, the closest thing to a home any of them had ever had. Zarya Ulnaya, the towering leader of a band of berserkers, the respect and loyalty of whom Hyros was able to earn by claiming the ancestral spear of their ancient leader. She also became quite smitten with Hyros, much to his chagrin. Esmeralda Davanir, Rudolf's apprentice with a troubled past, talented and deadly, she and Dwarik found common ground, commiserating over a hard life of monster hunting. The party's most important ally was discovered in a lonely tower deep in the woods. An estranged Mardukov son, who ten years prior had stolen one of the magic gemstones, hoping to use it to empower himself enough to defeat Strahd alone. This empowering ritual would consume the gemstone, but bestow great power. Power he also offered the party. This decision led to discord. Hyros and Suri felt that if they empowered themselves, they could defeat the devil, while Dwarik and Saren insisted that without the gem and the wine it produced, they would never have the backing of the people of Barovia, which is where their true strength lay. Ultimately, the four decided that since others even more powerful had tried and failed to defeat Strahd before, the people of Barovia were the key to victory. The party returned to Velaki with the gemstone and their new ally, Dimitri, in tow. Dimitri traveled with the party often, aiding them in their quests, and grew quite close to them, especially Saren. She had been raised in a monastery, and he had spent the last decade alone in the woods, so neither of them quite had the acumen to explain what was happening, but their budding romance was as clear as day to the rest of the party. Arriving back in Velaki, the party received a dinner invitation unlike any before, one from Strahd himself inviting them to Castle Ravenloft. Against their better judgement, they accepted and made their way to Ravenloft. It seemed a trap, to be sure, but it was also the best chance to rescue Arena. Despite previous attempts to murder them, Strahd was an exceedingly polite host. He assured them that they did not need to fight, that perhaps they were more alike than they were different. None would admit it, but some of the party were even inclined to agree. 
However, all pleasantries ended abruptly when Strahd trapped the party inside Ravenloft until dawn, challenging them to a test of survival. A test that did not end the way anyone, neither Strahd nor our heroes, expected. Fumbling through secret passages, the party found themselves face to face with one of Strahd's brides, Volanta. Jealous of the attention Irina was receiving, Volanta offered to help the party set her free. She led them to Arena and out of Ravenloft, but with freedom within their sight, Volanta betrayed them. She had never intended to set Arena free, and just as they had reached the edge of the drawbridge, Volanta slashed Arena's throat. As blood flowed from Arena, Saren called for Strahd. Enraged, he appeared in a bolt of lightning and tore Volanta to shreds. I can save her, he said, watching in agonizing grief as Irina lay dying in Suri's arms. If only you will let me. It was too unbearable to watch their friend die. They had sworn to protect her life, and so they relented. Strahd opened his own veins and let Irina drink deep, transforming her into a true vampire. Irina, newly raised, lashed out in a bloody fury, first attacking Strahd and then tearing away into the dark and foreboding Barovian forests. The four took advantage of this chaos to escape through the night back to Velaki, but losing his prize proved too much for Strahd. Underestimating our heroes had cost him dearly, and as the party arrived back in the city, so did Dimitri with a report of an army of thousands of zombies, monsters, and all manner of Strahd's creatures marching to drown the four in the blood of everyone they held dear. Exhausted, the party nonetheless strengthened the town's defenses and prepared for the Battle of Velaki. All their work raising the morale of the Barovians finally came to bear. Though the situation was dire, the militia rallied to help defend their town alongside the heroes. A brave vanguard force fought outside Velaki, but gave way to the massive horde of zombies pouring over the walls of the city, and bloody fighting continued in the streets. The night darkened when Strahd himself joined the melee. Irina's attack had left him weakened, but he nevertheless intended to fight the heroes to the death. A very close battle ensued, nearly ending in disaster, but at the crack of doom, Suri landed a fateful arrow straight to Strahd's heart. The Count turned to mist and vanished into the night. With Strahd defeated, his forces were routed and the battle was won. The party took advantage of Strahd's weakened state to continue questing across the valley. They battled night hags, corrupt deva, and swamp witches, but all the while Strahd's presence loomed. It became clear that Strahd not only ruled Barovia, he was Barovia. In order to defeat him once and for all, whatever dark powers bound him to the land needed to be severed. This realization led the heroes to the Amber Temple, an ancient place high in the mountains that held great secrets and terrible power. Navigating its many dangers, at the temple's heart the party discovered the Lich Exanta. From him, the four learned that Strahd was bound by a powerful entity named Vampyr, who had escaped his imprisonment in the amber sarcophagi that kept the powers of the temple contained. If Vampyr could be sealed away once again, Strahd could be destroyed for good and all. Gathering the necessary ingredients to perform the sealing ritual, our heroes knew they had a trial ahead of them. They were no match for Vampyr, but they didn't need to be. They just had to survive long enough for the ritual to be successful. As they prepared for their toughest battle yet, the party shared some fond words, Saren and Dimitri shared a kiss, and the ritual began. Nothing could have prepared them for the monstrosity that was Vampyr. He tore through their defenses as Exithanter performed the ritual behind them. 
In the end, Vampyr was sealed, and the road to our hero's final victory was unfolding before them. But their triumph was a Pyrrhic one. Both Dimitri and Hyros were slain. Try as they might, the remaining three could not celebrate. But all, not all hope was lost. Van Richten had the skill to bring a fallen soul from beyond the Veil of Death, though doing so would cost his own life, and so only one could be brought back. Hyros was returned, and the party mourned Dimitri's death with the rest of the Mardikov clan. There was never much time to breathe in Barovia, and the party knew their final step was storming Ravenloft. But before they could do that, there was one more matter of business. Reuniting with Irina. They found her in the ruins of her old home in Barovia, where the party first met her, for some, a lifetime ago. The reunion was tense at first. Irina tried to drive the four away, fearing she would harm them. But our heroes would not abandon their friend. After earning her trust again, Irina agreed to join them in their assault on Ravenloft. She wanted to destroy Strahd personally for all he had done. And so the time came for the hero's final assault on Ravenloft. They had collected powerful artifacts, grown stronger through their quests, and gathered a host of powerful allies who traveled with them for the final battle. The party took one final night with each other and their friends, the calm before the storm, before setting out at daybreak. Ravenloft was a gauntlet of trials for the party, navigating traps, battling its occupants, and sometimes fighting the very castle itself. In a desperate bid, Strahd had even had his allies kidnapped Hyros' youngest son, Castor. One by one, their entourage of allies began to fall until only Zipati and Arena remained to face Strahd. The final climactic battle took place on a tall tower in the pouring rain. The heroes, pitted against Strahd, his creatures of the night, and the elements themselves were downed, one after another, until only Saren was left standing. Victory and defeat balanced on a nice edge. But somehow, the final blow was struck, and Strahd, with rage and fear in his eyes, dissolved into mist again. Saren worked quickly to bring her friends back to consciousness, and the four rushed to Strahd's coffin together, where the devil lay in repose. Each of them had a hand on the wooden stick as they plunged it into the Count's heart, and he crumbled to dust before their very eyes. Leaving the castle as morning broke, our heroes saw something they had not witnessed in a very long time. Sunrise. They had brought the sun back to Barovia. Despite everything they had to be proud of, Saren had an empty sense that something was missing. So she slipped away from the celebrations and made her way to the winery. She searched for the field where the gemstone they recovered from Dimitri was kept, dug it up, and stole away with it back to his grave. Hopeful, she buried it with him, and for all her waiting, just a single flower blossomed into life. In the year that passed, the party rebuilt the village of Barovia, and with this new chapter, they christened it with a new name, Dawnstead. In the empty abbey at Kresk, Dwarak founded an academy dedicated to hunting monsters, and took on Hyro's son, Castor, in the inaugural class. Surrey traveled with Hyros to his home in Wyvern Glen, and became a little sister once again, this time to five siblings, whom all had horns, tails, and loving parents. Life outside the monastery had changed Saren too much. The person she wanted to become had no home there, so she and Suri explored the world beyond the mists for a time. Finally, 
After one year, the anniversary of Strahd's defeat was fast approaching, so the four found themselves returning to sunny Barovia, ready to set out on a new adventure, one worthy of a hero's song.